Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate, and long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul-crushing love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. Do you want a long lasting love? Do you want to understand what prevents divorce? Oh, I know I did. And that is what this podcast is all about. Here we are. We're going to give you the roadmap to what creates long lasting love. We're going to learn from the masters as well as the disasters in order to sort out the secret sauce on what makes a relationship work. Now, if you don't want to be a relationship disaster, I get you. So let's put our headphones on and learn how to make a relationship work. I'm going to share some of my own stories of heartache, as well as evidence-based research to encourage you to create the happiness you desire in your unique relationship for your unique circumstances. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm currently happily married. I'm a psychologist with a master's degree in marital and family therapy, and my goal is to teach you the psychology behind relationships, give you practical advice without having to reach deep into your pockets to come see me face to face. Some of my favorite things are my husband, my current husband anyways, my dog, his name is Riggs, and I love grapes. Now, loving my husband, having that be one of my favorite things wasn't always the case. I didn't just end up in a great marriage and our cert- our marriage has certainly had its ups and downs, but we've had to work hard. Going back to 2012, I was married or I was engaged to a different man. So back in 2012, I was dreaming of getting married to be secure, having someone that loved me. I just really wanted to feel safe and connected and like get my life started. I wanted to be married. Like that was the goal. And I'm not sure I paid enough attention to, to who. Now, two weeks before my 2013 wedding, I knew something was wrong. I had been up all night. My body was tense. I was sick to my, sick to my stomach and I was ready to call off my wedding. That morning I called my maid of honor and I told her everything that was going on. And she was like, okay, okay. Like you're just having nerves. It's cold feet. This is normal. You're being crazy. So I went along with it. Well, let me tell you what happened. 10 months, two weeks later, I was contacting a lawyer to file for separation. I felt broken, unlovable, and basically hopeless about love. I felt like a failure in the relationship. And I felt like, you know, maybe being with someone just isn't for me. Yes, and all this happened despite having a degree in marital and family therapy. You know, it's one of those funny things where at times self-knowledge avails you basically nothing. Um, I remember burning with shame after changing my last name from my married name back to my maiden name on Facebook. And someone commented under saying, don't you have a degree in marital and family therapy? Some counselor you must be. And I was like, oh, basically scalded by this comment. Like just, I can even feel the tightening in my chest right now as I think about it. It was like someone took a, a knife and just stabbed it in my stomach and turned it over. Oh my gosh, I felt so horrible. But nevertheless, you know, eventually I began dating again. I dated great men, difficult men, men I never wanted to see again. Just just so many people. 
and dating was hard. Like, you know, some people say, okay, date, date for the free drinks, date for the meals, date to meet people. And I was like, oh my gosh, just the tired burned outness of dating. And I hear people talking about this now, like dating is hard until you find the person that dating is all about. And I met this man and it was like the one my heart was meant to skip a beat for. I remember the second date we had his car pulled up outside my house and I literally couldn't contain my legs. It was like the door flew open and I ran outside into his arms and threw myself into it. I've never behaved like that. It was like my soul saw his soul and the exhilaration being around him was like free falling off a cliff. I fell hard, I fell fast. Now certainly you don't have to fall that way for it to be love. Like love can be a slow burn and not a free fall. Just what happened in in this story. Now in 2020, after many trials and tribulations, living two time zones apart, moves, moves in, we're in love and happily married. Will it last forever? Eh, I don't know, (laughs) but I sure hope so. In this podcast, I'm going to bring to you advice that I do my best to live by. I learn from the relationship research about how to create a relationship where we both feel loved, seen, safe, harmonious, and happy, where the relationship just feels solid. I'm going to do my best to bring examples from TV and movies to bring the theory to life and hopefully not bore you with the evidence-based research on relationships. For example, in episode two of this podcast, we're going to discuss kind of the idea that your partner is driving you crazy. Like, why are they doing it that way? And I'm going to use examples from the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond to bring this to life. Now, in episode three, I'm going to talk about, you know, how to argue and keep your relationship intact. We're going to use the examples from the TV show Unorthodox to see what got in the way that eventually led to their relationship breaking up. So some of my favorite research comes from the Gottman Method, Cognitive Therapy, and Emotion-Focused Therapy. So I'm going to do my best to present it in a way that, you know, makes sense. So let me give you an example. One of my favorite metaphors that I heard from the Cognitive Behavioral Therapist, Christine Pedeski. So it's the relationship grab bag. All right, so let's dive in. What is that? So have you ever been to a party when you were a kid or maybe you're a parent and you have kids or... Maybe you just gone to a conference and there's like a bag of stuff. And so when I was a little kid, they would have things like gum or string or jacks or things like that in them. So here's the, here's the analogy. So relationships are like a grab bag. So imagine you're a little kid and you're at a birthday party and, you know, there is a grab bag and inside the grab bag, the thing that you really want is a Tamaguchi. Now, if you don't remember what Tamaguchis are, they're like these little egg type things where I think you grow, I don't even know, a dinosaur or an egg. I don't remember what you do with them, but they were hot and happening back when I was a kid. And so maybe that's all you want. Like you don't want the rest of the stuff in the grab bag. You just want the Tamaguchi. You're like, yes, this is what I need. And so you go to the host of the party and you're like, excuse me can I just have the Tamaguchi? I do not want the whole grab bag. And the host of the party is like, no, 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 dear. If you want the Tamaguchi, you have to have the whole grab bag. But you're like, no, I don't want the whole grab bag. I know in the grab bag, there's a piece of brown string and there's black licorice. There's all sorts of things I don't like. I don't want the grab bag. I just want the Tamaguchi. And so the host of the party says, well, I'm sorry, dear. If you want the Tamaguchi, you have to have the whole grab bag. And if you don't want the whole grab bag, you don't get the Tamaguchi. 
So you reluctantly take the whole crap bag. And on your way to get to the Tamaguchi, you pull out the black licorice and you put it aside. You pull out the brown string and you put it aside. But then there's like some gum that you didn't know was going to be delicious and you're chomping on it. You put it in your mouth. You're like, oh yeah, this is a sweet thing I didn't even know was going to be in the grab bag. And there's some jacks and they're cool color and you're like sweet. So you give them a little toss and you're like, I didn't even know this was going to be in the grab bag. And then there was like a transformer in the grab bag and you were super stoked about it, but you didn't know it was going to be in the grab bag. And then finally get to the Tamaguchi and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. But to have the Tamaguchi, you got some surprises that you didn't know, like the gum or the jacks. And you're like, this is awesome. And there was, you know, the brown string and the black licorice that you didn't want. And that's exactly what happens in relationships. If you want the shiny, awesome qualities, oh, you're going to get some brown string. Just the way it goes. Picking a partner is choosing the stuff in the grab bag you also don't want. Just the way it is. You have to have both. Because every person comes with a set of problems. Just like all those grab bags probably came with something you didn't want. So these are kind of the examples that I have learned that I'm going to bring to you. Now, I think it's so important to understand what makes relationships fail. You know, in the book aptly named Love is Never Enough by Aaron Beck, where basically the whole book is outlining why love isn't enough to keep a relationship intact. And how do we keep it together? That's what I want to do. I want to raise your insight and awareness into what makes a relationship work. And simply by listening to this podcast, you're going to start to change because when we know better, we do better, as Maya Angelou would say. So here are two of my favorite things I learned in grad school that I'm going to leave you with. One is if you throw a rock in a pond, there's always going to be a ripple. So simply by listening to the podcast, you're throwing a rock in the pond. We don't know how big the ripple is going to be. We don't know if it's going to transform your relationship or, you know, just take a little, little tiny baby step. But here's what we know. When you know something different, you will be different. And so simply by putting on your headphones and tuning in, something in your relationship will change. The next piece of advice I thought was so important that at my wedding, I thought, you know what? I could get up there and speak, but I'm going to talk when I'm like in my best free-flowing zone, which is what I'm talking psychology and typically relationships. So at my wedding, I gave a relationship advice speech and people joke like, oh my gosh, what's it like to be married to a psychologist? Well, you know, you're giving psychology lectures at your wedding. That's what's happening. So at my wedding, I, you know, here I am embracing my inner psychologist and I gave a speech and I shared my favorite piece of advice. It's one of my favorite things I learned in marital and family therapy school. It is simply this, in a relationship, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Sure, sometimes they coexist, oh, but sometimes they certainly do not. And my partner is driving me crazy. I think, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And if I can change my behavior to act in accordance to this, I can be happy a heck of a lot more. One of my favorite mentors when I was in grad school, had done the same program as me just a couple years before, and he met the love of his life in grad school too. And they went there together and they were quickly married and he supervised a lot of my early work. Now this man who I adore passed away a couple of years ago, very young. And I, you know, I just really want to bring this message that he taught me was one of the most important things, even though I had already learned it. And he really helped me see that one of the secrets to success in relationships was, do you want to be right? 
or do you want to be happy? And he reminded me that in almost every single supervision meeting we ever had. So this was the advice he gave me on repeat, and it's advice that I'm going to share with you on repeat. Now, he is with us in memory, and I'm going to continue to share his wisdom with all of you. And we're going to talk about when you want to be both right and happy, how can you compromise with your partner like they are someone you freaking adore. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.